0: Welcome back to another episode of Hellhole Dystopia Radio. Uh, Just kidding, this is Sociable Socialism. I'm Joe Loudguy. And uh, obviously, uh, the news has been pouring recently. Uh, There's so much news packed into a single day, it's almost impossible to keep up with. Uh, And all of it's bad. You know, between the George Floyd uh, murder... Uh, And the rising fascism in this country uh, There's certainly no shortage of news to talk about Uh, I'm going to be covering my thoughts as the opener uh, On the protests I participated in some of them myself And uh, I support wholeheartedly as a Cliff Notes version uh, Everything that's going on And I think it's necessary uh, If we expect any kind of real change Uh, But stay tuned As I said in the opener, uh, I went into D.C. Uh, this past Tuesday. I committed to going out. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I showed videos of my experience while I was out there. And um, a lot of it got put on the evening news. I Apparently, all my friends were hitting me up because I was on CNN, which was, you know, interesting, I guess. You know, you don't go to these things to get noticed, but it's also kind of surreal knowing that something you're at in real life is getting on the evening news. Nonetheless, um, it was pretty... I have never felt less safe than walking by these lines of cops, just endless lines of cops standing shoulder to shoulder with rods and riot shields. And it it was an a disturbing amount of cops just every street a wall of cops and a second layer behind that and a third layer behind that it was an army it was like walking through a demilitarized zone with an army it was insane and the protesters you know i mean uh, we went down several streets and i saw some of them breaking windows sure but i also understand the need for property to be damaged uh, in order for the system to react. Uh, you need to loot and do property damage sometimes just to get people to pay attention to what's going on. I mean, it's one of the only reasons why the protests are getting as much news coverage as they are is so that people can bash them by saying there shouldn't be any looting. Now, does that mean I'm in favor of looting? No, I've made the joke saying that, you know, I made a hot take where I was like, everyone is pro-looting. Everybody talks about how they want to steal a TV if they can't be caught. Obviously, that is in jest, you know, but the point is uh – It is difficult to imagine a scenario where you have a completely peaceful protest that doesn't break anything and where capitalism feels or capital, the wealthy, the ownership class feels threatened enough to put pressure on politicians to change anything. You know, we did attempt to change things uh, through the process by working to get Bernie elected. At least I, I tried that. Uh, I was naive. I believed that electoralism, and even said as much uh, on this podcast, I believed that electoralism was the way we were going to break through. It was the way that we were going to achieve uh, victory. Uh, and now I recognize that this is not so. Uh, it seems clear to me that they, even if Bernie had not made the mistakes that he'd made, I'm willing to bet they would have refused uh, to let us get through. Uh, to let him get the nomination. And if he had, they would have done to what they did to Jeremy Corbyn to him and Trump would have won. Like they would have just, you know, I mean, it. the reason he lost is the same reason he could not beat Trump. There was massive election fraud. So it, it has been clarifying for me that we're not going to be able to vote the problem away. It really is going to come down to us going into the streets and changing things. And I am endorsing going to these protests. If there's one near you, please go. Obviously, I live near the Washington, D.C. area, so I'm going to D.C. And the one I was at was the one where the helicopter flew low to the ground. And it was a little horrifying because, yes, the protesters broke some windows, but this helicopter, when it got low, it was deliberately firing down a line Uh, to break these windows nearby us, and they just went like one, two, three, four, like down a line just shattering these windows, and then it lowered itself, and all this dust and debris started getting kicked up. I mean, there's video of it online. You can see the trees getting torn up, but what you don't understand is that I was there with some other people, and I did not think to bring goggles. Uh, Obviously, they tell you to bring goggles. Now, I thought it was for the tear gas and the rubber bullets and – I was like, look, you know, I I can get down in the ground and like hit the dirt, you know, when they start firing things and like cover my head and that'd probably do it. Uh, I was not expecting dust and debris, you know, just just rocks, bits of shattered glass, all of this to get kicked up into a little windstorm. And that was another way that they tried to disperse us. And I even have a video of them doing it for a while I record the video for about 40 seconds, but they went for well over a minute. Uh, of them trying to use this helicopter and bringing it illegally low, like it's illegal and they're investigating it now as much as I don't expect any kind of uh, result from that expectation. I'm not, they're not going to go, oh, gee, wow, that was illegal. Man, we should hold those officers accountable and stop doing that. No, that's not going to happen. The fact of the matter is, is this tactic was a way to try to get them to make, or for them to try to get us to disperse. And then later down the night, uh, as we were marching there was tear gas launched at the crowd and the crowd started surging back towards where i was standing uh, because i was uh, about midway uh, through the protest if if we're going to call it like a line or a, or a mob or what whatever you want to call that that throng of people i was about in the middle of it so i just see the front of it surge backwards and everyone starts running and i can just see the smoke rising because they had been firing tear gas at us and uh, I've seen some advice from a lot of people on how to deal with uh, these kinds of issues, like, you know, bring wattles of water. There were two people actually at these protests, two separate people that had bags of water, uh, and they were passing that out so that we could stay hydrated while we walk. Great idea. I intend to go again this Saturday, and I will certainly be bringing water and I will have goggles to deal with any debris that gets kicked up. Uh, but it is. It is definitely an experience that you don't want to miss out on. Like, this is a part of our generation's struggle for justice. Please, please go out wherever you're at, any area you're at. You know, again, I'm near D.C., and and that's one of the epicenters of the fascist pushback, of the police pushback, you know, of the violation of civil liberties. In Richmond, it's just as bad, if not worse, Uh, Videos coming out of Richmond are horrible. Like the police are very clearly digging in and trying to crush us and what we're doing. They want us to go back home, just shut up and take it. And we're all out of work. Uh, The pandemic has everyone desperate about the future. There's no money because there's nothing being done by our country's government to provide stimulus to us. So millions upon millions upon millions of people are in danger of losing their homes if they don't pay their rent and they have no money to pay their rent. I'm fortunate enough to have a job. Uh, it doesn't pay me nearly enough for what it expects me to do, but I expect that to be most people. You know, I'm a, I'm getting paid like the same kind of wage you get at like a pot belly. You know, it's like. Fifteen dollars an hour, and that's apparently pretty high, you know. But in my area, it's not great. You know, it it is really minimum wage for someone with a college degree. It's not something you look at as the future. And I'm one of the lucky ones. Everything I'm saying here, which sounds like as a complaint, other people are going like, "I would kill to have a fifteen dollars an hour job right now," and I I get it. It's desperate. It's bad. And you have all these desperate people out in the streets protesting injustice and just a complete shutdown of any kind of discourse that there needs to be permanent change from most of the establishment class, not just the Republicans, but the Democrats as well. You know, Andrew Cuomo in New York has basically just denied reality multiple times. Videos have been shown to him of police in his state in New York City, brutalizing, attacking, beating Innocent people just walking in the streets, not even protesters, people going home. It's like, well, they shouldn't be out after curfew. Some people's jobs end at those times. They're just getting arrested. It's just they're getting arrested and beaten. So it's very clear that the establishment, they, they are tired of the coronavirus. They are tired of our protests. They're tired of us. They are tired of us trying to get Bernie nominated. And they want us back to work and to shut up. That that's that's what this whole message is. I mean, there was a man killed in a prison, a state penitentiary. Uh just he had the last name Floyd. And people are like, This is clearly not an accident. Like he dies, and the guards say, complications when we were raiding his cell is why he died. You know, oh no. Uh what a coincidence. You know, he was fine, you went in, and then he died, and he happens to have the last name Floyd. So people are like, Okay, so this is a warning. Like again. Uh, Hassan Piker said it on Twitter. This is this reaction from the cops go, spanning across multiple states, multiple different cities, is relatively universal. All of the cops are being brutal, fascistic, cruel. And the reason is because they know we won't tolerate this. So they have to beat us here, basically. Because if we demand accountability for them... If we start demanding rollbacks of their, you know, defunding the police, which is a hashtag that's been pushed and I greatly support it, we should defund them. That's the easiest way to counteract them. Uh, But should that get passed again, it's similar to if you get Bernie through the filter, if you manage to change anything, break down any part of their power, the rest of it's on the table to be broken down. You know, the ruler class is always willing to risk their own complete destruction rather than surrender any part of their power because their power is exactly like what they fought for. To have complete control over everything is what their goal is. Our lives, all consumer goods, you know, I mean, Amazon is like 40% of all internet sales, 60%. I don't know. It's a ridiculous amount of sales on the internet goes through Amazon, and there you go. I mean, they've completely controlled that commerce and market, driving several other businesses out of business. I mean, this is, this is capitalism's foot soldiers, is the police, the cops. They make sure that this unequal system gets enforced, that we can't rise up. If we beat them, then we can start putting these other things on the table. Wealth inequality can start to be tackled. And again, you can't deal with racism unless you are prepared to take on capitalism. That's a fact. And I think that we are on a trajectory to do something about it. Obviously, I expected things to happen with Bernie. They did not. Um, it's entirely possible they do beat us. It's entirely possible the moment diffuses. I don't think it's likely because I think that to defuse it, They would need to be doing something about it. And to them, doing something is ramping up the autocracy, increasing beatings, increasing tear gas. You know, I can imagine what comes next is going to be people like the DEA. You know, an interesting point has been authorized. And I did see the DEA multiple times when I was with my friends. Uh, We're going to leave it at that Uh, going into D.C., when I was with them, we, we commented on the fact that it was strange that there were so many DEA agents out and we're like, why are they here? The DEA has their law enforcement, but this is nothing to do with them. And we were like, I guess they just must be here to get their rocks off like their jollies is that they're just excited to have the opportunity to, to be shitty cops to people. That, that was the only justification I could think. And then it turns out, no, they're allowed to collect data on protesters. The DEA, with, whose current director is a good friend of Attorney General Barr, the DEA has been authorized to collect information on the protesters, compile information. So that is why they were out there. So they're using the DEA's resources basically to get a list of people that could be removed in the night, let's say, arrested, uh, whatever, you you know, disappeared, assassinated. Our current police force is complicit in centuries of racism. That's the culture stymied in our current police force. It is an apartheid state. I think that they are in bed with the Trump administration, not like verbally, but just their interests align. Uh, Trump wants them to be his frontline soldiers uh, to take out any kind of dissent. And the people dissenting are the people who are being brutalized by the system, and they are the system. So, all in all, I mean, these interests align. Like, this is what leads to fascism. The police are attempting to beat back their challengers, the people who want to hold them accountable for their evil. Uh, I believe we're going to win because we're so widespread across so many multiple different states, and we're contesting the police forces in multiple different states. I think that the amount of footage is breaking down uh, their resilience. I think the fact that most celebrities and the culture is on our side is helping. And I think the fact of the matter is like what's happening in New York right now is they're working 12 hour shifts. Like all vacation time has been completely suspended because they need the cops in the streets every day to beat back the protesters. Eventually that's going to break. That's going to break these guys. Now, Will they open fire on us with live rounds before it gets to that point? I think it's pretty safe to say and assume they will. i don't I can't think of any reason why they would not why they wouldn't open fire on us. Uh, granted, we're civilians. But capital is going to expect them to take, you know, I mean, you you have guards at the castle that, keep the peasants at bay you you raise the drawbridge you open fire on them you shoot arrows at you do whatever it takes to get the peasants to leave so that you can keep your treasure trove hoarded inside of your your vault your your fort on a hill and the cops are the guards of the fort so they're going to expect them to open fire on us if we come for their power or their money or their accountability Uh, So do I think that ultimately, as we continue to wear down the morale of the police by just relentlessly protesting every day? Yes. And I think once their morale is lowered, they will probably decide they'll do anything to get us to go away. Uh, The reaction to that, I imagine, will be massive. I don't think that it will solve the crisis. It never does. It never does in any country, much less ours. The tighter you grip sand, the more the grains slip it through your fingers. It's the same with people and governments. The tighter a government grips its people, the less it's able to hold on to. You tighten your grip, you tighten your grip, you tighten your grip, and rebellion brews, dissent brews. You can't control people if they are this discontent. And they're doing nothing to combat the, the discontentment. In fact, a huge part of what the police are fighting for is to continue the policy of helping no one. It's like a huge part of this is like we will not give any of our budgets away to help people during coronavirus. We will not uh, allow ourselves to be video cameraed. We will not allow ourselves uh, to be tried for murder. We will not allow any of this to be take place. You will never be able to hold us accountable. We are just in a class of power and privilege. That is who we are. And you just have to deal with it. And I think that they will crack just due to exhaustion as the weeks go on. And when that happens, I mean, again, you know, they're talking about we got Tom Cotton writing articles in the New York Times about sending in the army to open fire on us. I happen to think that the army is not as right wing as our impression of it is, it is very pro Trump certainly, but there are a ton of people in there that I know personally that got in to pay college debts that are just like, look, I want to go to college, but it costs too much money. I'm getting into the army. I serve for five years and I'll be out. I know a lot of people that that was their, I, their whole plan was just to make, uh, to get theirs, to get their health insurance or to get their debts paid or just to have a job you know, and they are not looking to massacre their own civilians. There are others, obviously, members of the special forces, you know, people that have been trained assassins, uh, basically, that would obviously enjoy opening fire on us. It's very similar to the cop mentality. They do it for like a power thing or because they actually enjoy the the feeling of killing another human being. Uh, but there are plenty of people in the army who recognize that, their duty is not to kill the American people. So, if they call in the army to support the police and give them the order to open fire on the protesters, it really could crack our whole government in two. It could crack the American empire. Uh, we're talking about civil war at this point. Like, there are people like Peter Dow on Twitter literally saying, We are at war, and it feels like we're at war. Uh, even just now, as I'm recording, I hear sirens going outside of my own home and I live in the suburbs. I know there was a vigil at the police station nearby where I live uh, on Wednesday night where people were just standing around telling the cops to go fuck themselves. And that's cool. And that's great and all. Personally, I advocate for going to D.C., going to any of the major cities at uh, the very epicenters of this. Uh, fight against entrenched power. That's my recommendation. But if you can't, if you're too young, if you can't get a ride, if you feel like it's too unsafe for you, you know, going to any kind of local protest, those do, do exist. There are plenty that you can find. I see people walking around like really well-off neighborhoods protesting every day I go to work. It's pretty fascinating. I mean, this moment is charged, and a huge part of it is because it happened during the coronavirus, where All these people have been kicked out of work. They can't go to work, so they have the time. Part of the reason why capitalism has been able to go as long as it has is everybody is just working to stay afloat. You know that if you take the time off, you won't be able to stay afloat, and you just are fighting to stay afloat. You want things to change, but if you don't fight to stay afloat, you'll drown, and if things don't change, then, again, you'll just drown. But the pandemic forced things to change. It forced our lives to change. And so this time, we conceivably could do this provided we don't step off the gas. We need to go harder. More people need to go into the cities. We need to march for longer. We need to exhaust their resources. They need to be tired and cranky and ready to quit. And in fact, there was a tweet earlier today about the rates of people uh, quitting, the NYPD resigning. And it's uh, pretty dramatic, actually. now it was done by a right winger, as I recall the tweet, so they treat it like it's a negative. Uh, but obviously that's you know it, it I don't i. It's funny. Let me put it that way. To have a right winger going like, this is awful. Bill de Blasio is to blame for all these cops quitting. It, it's it's funny, I guess, is how I'd describe it. Uh, the tweeter was John Cardio. Uh, NYPD source tells me on average six cops a day are resigning, and that number is expected to rise. That's in addition to normal attrition for retirement, disability, etc. This is disastrous for morale and manpower. Bill de Blasio is to blame. I mean, everybody liked it. That's excellent news. Of course, again, it's a right winger, and they're like, this is awful. We shouldn't be driving cops out. We need them in the streets beating up these protesters. Bill de Blasio is failing. And the rest of us are like, Bill de Blasio is failing because he has cops out every night beating us up, and now they're quitting because they're out every night. Cool. Awesome. Good. They should quit. My brother and I have spoken about this at length, where it's like, if you really object to this and you're a cop, you can quit anytime. Quit in solidarity. And join your fellows marching. Your experience would be invaluable. You know? But they're like a club. They're like a mafia, frankly. And they do not like it if you snitch on your own. And they do not appreciate it if you don't go with the blue privilege mentality. You need to be a cop stan, as it were, uh, if you join the ranks of the police. You know, and there are... uh, so many stories now about different cops in different cities doing things that are fascistic or just outright infuriating. This one is, uh, embarrassing, uh, officers that are called, or these quote, these officers are the elite of the elite. And this is the Miami PD's bike response team, a specialized unit deployed to handle large crowds at protests and protesters. Uh, And this is from Jamie Garulo, uh, a reporter with NBC 6, presumably a local news station affiliated with NBC in Miami. Uh, And it was obviously meant to be a fluff piece for cops. And in the video, it's just guys in track outfits, basically cop track outfits uh, with their little logos on the side, dismounting bikes and like saying like, with their faces covered obviously you know and uh they dismount and then hold their hands to the side like yeah out of woof you know we're elite you know and everyone's just like oh cool fascists on bikes this is new territory you know now they definitely have the technology to beat back all these protesters now that they have bikes and uh I'm glad to see that people are ridiculing the cops. I'm glad to see the big celebrities like Kumail Namjiani is noticing, you know, in another end of the story, a, a disturbing video coming out of Buffalo where a cop just shoved an old man backwards. He hit a stone block or he hit the curb. It's a little unclear what happened, but he he's on the ground, knocked out, and the back of his head is bleeding. And the cops just kind of walk by and leave him there. Uh, You know they're the good guys, because this poor old man is bleeding on the ground, and nobody's helping him. Finally, a soldier goes to help him and get him up, and it looks like they're trying to take care of him. Uh, It's disturbing footage, because he wasn't doing anything. He was standing in front of the the cop, and the cop shoved him to the ground. Uh, And that is what they have been doing all across the country, is they have just been meeting ridiculous force, ridiculous violence, you know, assaulting people, you know, because that is their privilege. And that's a huge part of why they're losing, is that they are grossly outnumbered. The culture is not with them. Again, major celebrities, they may not be marching, but they're retweeting these videos and going like, this is disturbing and this can't be justified. That holds a lot of sway with public opinion. Public opinion is on our side when they're polled. People recognize that this is fucked up, that the responses from the police against us is fucked up and over the top and unjust. And it looks like the police, frankly killed that old man. And the result of that is going to be what he's going to walk along and say, yeah, he shouldn't have been getting so close. He should have been, he shouldn't have been here. He should have gone home. What was he doing out here? He's probably trying to cause trouble. You know, a pregnant woman was killed in Chicago, run over by a cop car. Uh, a young man was shot. Well, a thirty-four-year-old man was shot. People were calling him thirteen at the time. That wasn't, you know, corroborated by facts. A thirty-four-year-old man with a gun was gunned down. You know, nineteen bullets shot him. Uh, this is this is not good. The agitation that is being felt in the air by everyone. Is going to snap, and the cops do not have the numbers to hold back a st- just throng of tens of millions of people pouring into the cities to demand change. And this might achieve what we've been looking for, which is just a more just, more equal society. So I intend to go back in this Saturday. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope anyone will join me. If you are interested in joining me, please reach out to me. My Twitter handle is at Joe Loud Guy. So J O E L O U D. G-U-Y uh on Twitter. Uh, and obviously, you know, my you know, you can reach out to me also through my uh email handle on my website on sociable socialism.com. Uh, and thank you uh for your support. Now, of course, there are uh some results that have uh happened as as you know, a, a there things have happened as a result of these protests. One of the things that has happened as is the ACLU and black lives matter are suing Donald Trump over tear gassing of protesters. Uh, and this is coming from Bloomberg. It's just a brief excerpt president Donald Trump and attorney general William Barr were sued by the American civil liberties union for allegedly violating the constitutional rights of protesters outside the white house who were hit with tear gas in Lafayette park. So Trump could do a photo op in the church. Uh, the group said in a statement and, uh, Obviously, I don't expect this to do anything. I don't think anybody expects Trump to lose power over this scandal. But the fact of the matter is, is people are paying attention. I mean, that's the real point of this protest is that the entire all of our public attention is dedicated now to watching the cops brutalize and assault people. And it's already in a deeply unpopular administration In an election year, so people's desire for change has already been stoked. You know they're expecting things to change by November. I mean, people are more radical this at these moments. People pay attention to politics more at these moments, and so I believe that we will actually see this result in something. Uh, Obviously, uh, I want everyone to be safe when you go out. You know, some pro tips. Uh, what I had to deal with when it was the uh, the helicopter, uh, when I went out uh, this past Tuesday, uh, I put myself up against a wall and sheltered my eyes sort of like you'd imagine you'd do if it was like a hurricane because, you know, it's just a windstorm kicking up debris. You got to hide your eyes. I intend to go with goggles. I recommend taking water bottles. Take spare ones if you can. Maybe buy like a big bulk pack from like Costco or something and just take a bunch of them because you can also use the water to wash out people's eyes if they get like tear gassed and obviously you know the more equipment you go with you know masks face masks not gas masks gas masks will provoke them unfortunately you know they treat that as something to go after you i i'm not saying don't use them because they are going to tear gas you i mean that is happening but it's just, it's dangerous, you know, uh, to draw that kind of attention to yourself. Just be ready for trouble, I suppose, is is my advice on that front. Uh, I've seen other bits of advice on the internet, like taking leaf blowers and using them on tear gas canisters to blow the tear gas. Trust me, you don't want to be carrying anything large that makes a lot of noise. The cops will fucking open fire on you. They're gonna think it's like a bazooka or something, and they're just gonna shoot you. I mean, they just killed this old man. They didn't kill him. He's like unconscious and could die at the hospital he's at now, Uh, but just don't use things that while they may seem useful and you can definitely see a use for them would be viewed as a reason for the cops to target you specifically because they will open fire. I mean, they will kill you. You know, I mean, they they've already killed several people. Uh, It doesn't take much to get them fired up. Uh, because this is a protest against them specifically, against their power structure. Uh, this is going to be a shorter episode. You know, I, I haven't recorded in several weeks. Uh, I know that people might expect a longer one, but there just isn't much other news that I can report on that you wouldn't already get uh, from most other progressive news stations because it's all bad news. It's all about vicious cop behavior. What I recommend you do uh, is reach out to me or people that you know in your area to see how you can help with these protests, see how you can help America gain some semblance of an actual social democracy. Uh, Thank you for your time tonight and have a good evening.